Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. So this is just a kind of follow-up to the Vani Hari podcast that we did earlier this week. You know, I would like to start by saying that I know and I probably say this a lot, things are overwhelming, people are stressed out in their lives. It has been especially heightened given all the obvious things uh, between COVID and the kind of combative nature of the way information comes at us. And so I guess when I talk about food or movement or any of this stuff, it's with this idea of not only an invitation, but making it a hopeful strategy. Not like here's one more thing you have to do or one more thing you, you shouldn't do. Because I feel like people have, are dealing with that enough. This is all about ideas that can support you. Okay, so this leads me to the microwave. I know. When I say alcohol is not great for you and the microwave, people are like, boo. But I, um, this is my feelings about microwave. There, there, there was conversations about, oh, it changes the molecular structure of your food and the nutrients. And once it gets into your stomach, you don't know. I don't really know. And then there's been other data showing that really it doesn't change the food. Here's my feeling about a microwave for me personally. I I don't have one in my house because typically the foods that you can microwave, a lot of them are not loaded with nutrients. They've, you know, they sort of have been killed before you hit those buttons. So I think it's more about that than the microwave itself because the microwave is kind of this portal to easy food that not all of it, but I would imagine some of it leads to overeating, especially if you're not getting the macro micronutrients. And it, it's also about the mindfulness of food. I, if I get to a place in my life where I'm so busy that I don't have any time to connect with my food, prepare my food, I'm not talking about some, you know, I meditate over my food and bless the food. I'm, I'm not getting ooey gooey like that. I'm just saying like, if I get that disconnected, uh, it's like always eating on the go. I don't think that's great. And I understand people are busy, but this is also about choices. And I want to say that I really honor that people are busy. And if you have children and all of these things, but they're, the other side of that is it's a pain in the ass to prepare food. If I have to cut another vegetable, you know, I don't want to do it either. But not only am I teaching my children, but what things are more important? And I, and I guess it's as simple as that. We're all busy. We all need to get things done. But why have we made everything else more important than some really fundamental things like understanding, preparing, and dealing with our food that nurtures us and if we have a family, our family? 
So I, I typically have not put microwaves in my house since after I think I was maybe 20 years old. That at that time wasn't a conscious decision. I just didn't, I never really used it. And I recently built a new home in the last couple of years in Kauai. We, d- we didn't put one in there. Um, I don't have one at my home uh, in California. And so I, it also was not part of my vernacular. So I, I will say that, that I don't have a ritual or a tendency or things that I have used in microwaves, maybe to heat up water. That's about it. So what would I say to you? You can have the microwave in your house. And if it you know, if it supports you from time to time, great, but it doesn't mean you have to use it or it maybe consider that as like a, a last option on the days that it's just crazy, but how's the, you know, the strategy to make your own food, even the healthiest restaurants, they're usually typically not using oils that support us. So more times than not, that's what I try to say. It's not about being perfect. Could we more times than not prepare it. And it usually is in the long run less expensive and we can get healthier food. Because I know that that's a consideration, especially now. Food has gotten incredibly expensive. And I talked to Vani a lot about grocery shopping, traveling, restaurants, um, you know, whether you're locally or traveling. And, you know, I, I was asked, hey, what, what do I, how do I manage that when I travel either driving or, you know, domestically or abroad? Do I have tips, do's and don'ts, hydration, nutrition, fasting? Do I have a routine? Things like that. This is what, this is what I'll say. Let's say you're a business traveler. Okay. You have to approach this differently than you're going on a recreational trip because this is a part of how your life is. So you don't have the leeway to be like, okay, next week I'll clean it up because next week you're probably traveling again. So for example, I was traveling this last week. I was trying to find food close to where I was staying that was healthy. And literally I put in healthy restaurants and I had a list of options. I could look at the menu and I strategically got food from a place that I, it sort of looked like a best case scenario. But what it, it's also like if I don't have as much time to train when I'm on the road, I'm mindful of my water. I usually try to eat a little bit less. And when I eat, I really try to keep it simple. So, you know, it's like plants and animals, that's it. Um, so, but I don't make a big deal of things because if you're already traveling and you're working, typically if you're adding more stress around things, it's not good. But if you are a person who has to travel for their work, I would say this, avoid eating before you travel on the airplane. There's a lot of science. Dr. Andy Galpin talks about it, about fasting on the plane. Kind of sucks a little bit, but drink tons of water. I actually take, uh, and I'm not trying to sell it, but Laird Superfood, we have an InstaFuel that is coffee and creamer together. So if I get hungry, it kind of curbs my appetite. Yes, it has fat, but I don't think it kicks me into digestion. There's a lot of data showing that not eating prior, a few hours prior to when you fly and when you're flying is so much better for you and also helps you avoid jet lag, that your body will set to um, the schedule of when you land much easier because you're not, you haven't digested food. So hydration, keep it simple eating. And if you are if you know you're sort of going to be on the road like two, three days a week, 
Don't eat those stupid chips that they ask you on the plane if you want. It's like all those little things add up. So it's not about being perfect. And I know it's hard because if you're at business dinners and then you're eating dinner later, that's tougher on you for different reasons. So what can you do in the dinner that is just a little better? So maybe avoid slamming a bunch of booze. If they put the bread basket down first, don't touch it. Just try to eat real food and keep it simple. And what happens is your body will only start to crave that after a while. But we get real snacky when we're on the road. We go to go to the magazine place. All of a sudden we have some bar or some bag or something. Just make a strategy that that's off the table. Um, and then travel with like exercise bands. They don't weigh anything. They don't take up a lot of room. Just do a little movement, 15 minutes in the morning when you get up, stretch your body out, do some body squats, do some push-ups. If you know, you're know you like, hey, I don't like push-ups, get on your knees, do knee push-ups and use the bands and just mobilize your body and bring energy to the body. So uh, again, if you don't have access to a gym, it's all these little things, having a real kind of supportive strategy about when I get up in the morning, I set my alarm accordingly to give me 15 to 30 minutes prior to if my hotel doesn't have a gym or I don't want to deal with it, then I take a shower, then I get ready for work, I'm down the road. Um, and then have in place things that you can travel with, your own coffee. Hi There's so many hydration packets now out that are excellent. And that'll also curb your appetite and forget all the snacks. Um, and fasting is I would use for the plane. You've heard me talk a lot more about fasting for women. And Dr. Sims and Dr. Lyon, uh, Gabrielle Lyon, they talk all about sort of the different rules in play for women. So for me personally, it's just when I have the opportunity to eat real meals, I make sure that they are really good meals and there's enough fat in there and enough protein um, and just sort of manage it that way. But definitely the fasting before and on the airplane, it makes a really big difference. And let's say you're going on a long flight, like you're traveling to Europe, it's kind of annoying but you'd be surprised that when you land, how much better uh, you can manage the jet lag if you if you can tr maybe try it. So if it's just a quick trip, I don't have crazy routines. I might just, like I said, bring some exercise bands. I know what the deal is. I'd probably rather sit on my bed and watch TV than sit there and do it. So I put the TV on and I just move my body around. If you're a work traveler, you've got to be on it. And with different schedules, if you fast on the plane, then you can lock in to the schedule of where you've landed. And they and uh, Dr. Chutkin talked about how our stomachs have circadian rhythms as well. So, you know, getting in around food, Benjamin Bickman talked about boxes, bags, and barcodes. We grab so many things mindlessly. I do it too. I do it less now than I used to do. But it was like, oh yeah, those are just a tiny little bag of chips. But, you know, what are they cooked in? And what else is in there? And how, how does that long-term affect us? And so here's, here's what I think in the, the other part of this is my hope is for all of us to stay in front of the eight ball. That's all. So if all these little things that I'm doing accumulated throughout my day, are they supporting me or are they working against me? Because then if you are doing habits that are working against you and you grab that tiny little bag of chips, it only has 100 calories. But the impact on your body is so much more detrimental because you're already moving behind the eight ball, behind the accumulation of the inflammation, of metabolic function, of all these things. So 
that's, I think, how I try to look at it. All these little micro and, you know, decisions to support me so that, yeah, once in a while, if I'm at some place and they have this incredible kick-ass dessert that somebody really paid attention to making, not only am I going to eat it, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not going to think twice about it, but also it's not going to kick my ass because I'm not behind the eight ball. Approach it in a way that it's like, I'm here to support this. I'm here to protect this space that is me, my health, and my well-being. And all the things that come into this space, my hope is, and we can't always control it, I mean, we drive on the road with other people, is that every item, my thoughts, the information, the relationships, the interactions, the food, what I'm drinking, sleep, all of these things that come into this space that I'm defending and protecting, which is my well-being, my hope is that it's supportive. Because there's things that come in the space like work, like family, like hard times, you know, someone gets sick in your family, what have you, you get let off from your job that we can't control. So how do we stay as strong as we possibly can? So when those things come at us, we have a shot at managing them. So maybe think about it just a little differently. Don't make it overwhelming. I, I've driven home from evaluations. I did an evaluation with Paul Check, and I think I cried on the car, on the car ride home. And told Laird, there's nothing to eat. You know, beans in a glass jar, not in a can. You know, all that gets very overwhelming. So just a little bit at a time. And every time something comes into that space, just ask yourself, is this going to help me? Is this going to support me? Let's say you go out with some friends and you want to decompress and you decide to have a cocktail. And overall, like, you, it's been pretty cool. Great, that's not going to crush you. But if it's just something you do mindlessly... If you have the opportunity, maybe look at that. And that is the easiest strategy I can come up with because trying to do everything perfect, trying to get it all right all the time is so daunting, it makes you eat donuts, right? So I would just say utilize people like Vani Hari for real information. So go to the grocery store, really start to understand, hey, what is this stuff? And if you get to the third ingredient and it's not food, actually just put it down. You don't even have to continue to read the label. It's why would I put these things in my body. And if it's, if it, the answer is it tastes good. Um, I'm bored. I, I feel bummed out. I'm looking for a pick me up. I'm looking for something to give me a quick pleasure. Um, or I'm just out with a group of friends and I'm here to enjoy myself. Stay connected to that. Um, and, and don't the mindlessness, that's, I think what really gets us through time. So the accumulation, if you need a strategy, but I, I don't overthink it. I really don't. Um, because life's complicated enough. So I hope you uh, enjoyed the interview with Vani. I know that um, I always love when they go, oh, she's pseudoscience. But meanwhile, we have so many uh, products in our grocery stores that are approved by people that are supposedly the experts or the officials, and it just isn't, it isn't good. So I don't think there's anything wrong with a person asking the real questions and sort of saying, hey, this, this stuff isn't, isn't great for us and it's not great for our children. So, and it's, maybe it's like life. How do you make it as simple as possible? Maybe that's my overarching strategy. How do I keep all of this as simple as possible? My relationships, my environment, my physical practice, my strategy towards food. How do I make it really simple for myself to do it on a regular basis? That wraps it up for today. 
Make sure to follow us on Spotify for free episodes and subscribe to The Gabby Ree Show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me at Gabby Reese on Instagram and Twitter. Aloha. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.